Bless the Lord. God is good. My God. Thank you all for being here today with us at Life Nation. We're excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're excited about this next aspect of our series. And it is, if you haven't seen, woman. God's superpower on earth. Don't check me. Just check God. <laughs> okay. Who going to check him? All right. <laughs> or her. Him and her. Bless God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this awesome message. Thank you for the continuation of it. Thank you for the resurrection of it from several years ago to bring it back into this moment of time now. We thank you, Lord, for Prophet Shante, the superpower of this life nation. We thank you, Father, for all of the greatness of this day, life, strength, health, all the things you bestow upon us that we take for granted. And thank you, Lord, for the things that you have yet that you're going to bring to our lives to bring <clears throat> us good success, prosperity. You're not, you haven't designed us to struggle. You designed us to be exceedingly abundant in all we ask or think. Yes, so we thank you for that promise. And we thank you, Lord God, that the exceeding abundancy of women that you have put into the earth, we thank you for it and we Pray that those who would chime into this message today, both male and female, as you have created, that they will be empowered, that they will shed off the dead skin of Western civilization and this current culture that demonizes and belittles women. And Father, we just pray that there'll be revival, re restoration, not revival, but restoration and wholeness to this subject, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, here we are. Oh, I'm so excited about this, and uh, you're going to get it today. Okay, we, last week was electric. I didn't expect it to be so powerful and so on point for now, but here I am to share with you again. Real quick, real brief review. Woman, what is that word defined as? The transliteration of that word means help meet. I know you've heard that a trillion million times, but you heard it without its fullness, okay? The original word for help meet as a review is ezer, E-Z-E-R, or, and also K-N-G-D-O, E-N-E-G-D-O. The, what that means, help meet, what that means in review is to save, to save. I'm going to repeat it again. It means to save, not to be a slave. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, shake the crumbles off, shake off the dust. It means to save, not to be a slave. A woman is not a slave to a man. Amen. A woman is not a slave to a man. Don't let cultures, don't let religions, don't let all the things that try to make it seem that way, because that is not God's intent. The original Heavenly Father is not intent for taking a human being and making them a slave to another. Correct. So we got to stop this madness that has come from an imperial, um, <clears throat> consumeristic, capitalistic, westernized, slave-coddling civilization that we have in the Western world. So we got to stop that. Women are not property. They are not your property. Help me. It means to save. It also means power to be strong. As a matter of fact, when Adam and Eve were together, when he saw her, people want to say that Eve was the problem. No, Eve was the actually was the solution because what he said to her, what he declared to her and his godly intent and what he just expressed through the amazing understanding in the spirit realm at that time said he called her Hawa. H-A-W-W-A -W -W -A in the Hebrew. And what that means, it means mother 
of all living. So get off of this horse about women being slaves. You got to be subject to me. You know, you got to do what I say. I say I You know, I'm a comedian in my comedic voice. Anyway, back to seriousness. Let's look at the word superpower. You got women, the definition of that. Superpower, a dominant position characterized by an extensive ability to exert influence or project power on a global scale. Duh. <laughs> a dominant position. Okay, listen. So let's put the word. A woman is in a dominant position characterized by extensive ability to exert influence and power on a global scale. All right? Um, that's your review. So go to last week if you want to hear more details of what we were sharing regarding uh, this whole series. Woman, God's superpower. Now, a mother, what does a mother do? Is a superpower. She gives birth to a mother is able to produce. A mother is able to bring forth. A mother is able to deliver in large scale or any scale, as a matter of fact. A mother is a, is a protector, and I would say educator and a friend. That's what a mother is. How many children were educated by their mothers from the basic fundamentals of life. I raised my hand. I raised both hands. See both hands. My hand. Hey, two hands up. Hands up. <laughs> Shoot. Mama, be saying the things we need to keep us moving. Okay? Look at this. A mother is a selfless human being who brings forth a natural sense of sacrifice. A natural nature of sacrifice so that what they brought forth can excel in life. That's a mother. So let's do a case study. <laughs> All right. I want to show you an example of one that we can look at and everybody can know and understand right now. Who is that? That is Deion Sanders, prime time. Who is that in the picture with prime time? His mama, his mother, his superpower. That was just this year. Man, 50-something years old, and his mother is still by his side in his hard moments, no matter how famous no matter how influential you get, a mother has that, what we said, a dominant position characterized by extensive ability to exert influence. She is an influence on Deion Sanders. Now look at this here. This was last night. Last night, she was with him in his hospital bed. And she's with him in the locker room over all the men playing football, young men playing football in a very highly recognized new brand of football and life in Colorado. Right there with him. All right. We all know what's happening. Many of you have followed college football. You know there's a big issue with Colorado and Colorado State. I don't usually talk about football in any form, but um, in any kind of teaching. But today I have to say it. Someone took a, a, a opposing, opposing coach took a jab at Deion Sanders' mother on something very just frivolous regarding Deion Sanders' attire. Okay? Now... Deion Sanders, I really appreciate him. I know there's a lot of split feelings about him and his life or whatsoever, but he claims God as his, you know, Christ as his Savior and Lord. All right? 
Now, one thing Deion Sanders said, he said, wait till you hear my mama. The man is in his 50s, the head coach of a college major football team. And he's bringing up his mother in the context of strengthening his life, his purpose, and those who he has influence over. His mother delivered a locker room speech to the football team. I'm going to repeat what she said. Her speech was a defense against comments made by Colorado Head State coach Jay Norvell. Deion Sanders' mom, Connie Knight, she said, addressed uh, the team and said, I raised him Right. She also encouraged the player to be themselves. In the Western world, we have so many things that we try to mask ourselves with based on culture of the current. We try to superimpose an image on people that's not their image. That's not their likeness. That's not their identification. You function much more effectively by being your natural self. Functioning while being fake leads to failure. Why do you think there's so much problems in in, in one of the major uh, church, all of, pretty much all the leadership in the churches of the world, and one of the biggest ones over in Italy? Be yourself. As a matter of fact, the thing that was so influential, she, him, Respecting his mother. Hear this, fellas. This young man, or middle-aged man, respecting his mother and brought his mother into the picture of his vision to speak life to the widespread part of his vision the way she spoke to him as an individual. And that is what you call a superpower. That's literally what we're talking about. She was there to have, she had the power. She was a help meet. It wasn't just to a man, but it was to humanity. Dude. Oh gosh. That's our small case study today. And everybody's been talking about it. So you cannot mistake what we're talking about and the power and influence that comes from a woman more women leaders we would have across these nations of the world the better these nations would be all right look at this back to tailing off what i talked about last week i'm gonna go back to revelations 21 verse 2 through 3 and try to uh, close up some of that conversation before we go into our new conversation Look at this. Revelations 21, verse 2 and 3. And it says, I, John the prophet, revelator, he said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, all, look at this, look at this, all arrayed like a bride beautified and adorned for her husband. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne, and I perceived his word saying, See, the abode of God is with humans. He will live and camp and tent among them, and they shall be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God. Powerful stuff here. So God himself, as he expressed to this prophet, determined throughout all the ages that he needs a partner and a companion. Listen, the Holy One holds women in such high regard, in such extremely high regard, that he entitles the end time salvation and abode of the earth as a woman, as a bride. And said so that he will dwell with this bride. So look at the powerful impact 
an expression of what it means to be a female. That the very end of all human of, 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 of God's presence in dwelling with man is identified as being with a woman. John saw the new Jerusalem as a woman adorned for her husband. God identifies his companion, the entire body of Christ, a holy people, as a bride, so he could spend time with them for eternity. That's how powerful, that's how help meeting, that's how salvific, that's how strong, that's how the mother all living it is to be a woman. Close to God's heart. It's, you know, we hear the story about the rib was taken out of the man and made into a full aspect of a woman. Well, it's a lot into that detail, but I'll just tell you this. A rib is a vital protector. It is a housing for organs that function for the primary aspects of the body systems. Heart, lungs, GI systems, all are protect most valuable and circulatory systems. All those are the most fundamental systems needed for a living. And a rib cage, as they call it, is a housing for that. Just how God says that he will dwell among his people, represented as a bride, is like the very heart of God is surrounded by the enclosure of ribs. A woman. <laughs> okay? This is something powerful. But a ribs signifies support and strength and protection. That God took strength and protection and placed it in front of him. So that which is there to protect a man, the father put that in front of a man and all man can do is say is woe or womb man. Woe man. Which means that there was a salvation that was brought to man by the express presence of someone that can protect and keep him. Woman, they bring you strength. They bring you life. Like Deion Sanders, in his hospital bed, he got strength to go through that situation, even in 2023, after being pulled into a whole new job position and life and dynamic that his mother was by his side to give him strength and to give him help. Don't ever underestimate the power of a mother. Mm -hmm. Just imagine how much the bride of Christ brings strength to the mission of Christ in the earth. Wham! Amen. Women are charitable because they put their life on the line for a man to exist. Women are saviors of mankind because they are the gateway to humanity. The woman is the threshold that brings the unseen into the seen world. You're bringing forth that miracle of birth. There's a whole other series I talked about with that. The miracle of birth is exercised only and exclusively through the natural born genetic code of woman. No other. No other control. No other contraption or contriving or invention can do this. Understand the glory of who you are as a woman. Okay, prophet. And all of that being said, you cannot be pro-Christ and anti-woman. There's absolutely no way you can be pro-Christ and anti-woman. All of these discussions about a woman can't do this, a woman can't do that, a woman can't speak to people, a woman, blah, 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 blah. That ain't got nothing to do with the power and the authority of God. Let me tell you why. Let's go to our next passage, our next script in Genesis 1, verse 26. We've heard this over and over again. I'm just going to add to the, to the thousands of empowering discussions about this. 
God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beast, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image in the likes of God. He created him male and female. The presence of our almighty God is both male and female, not just male. All these Michelangelo type of photographs or images or artworks you see where there's a male figure with a finger pointing or all this, all this stained glass where God is represented only exclusively as a man is not biblical. <laughs> it's absolutely not biblical. It is colonizing enslaving patriarchal misogyny all together that's the soup bowl of that both male and female you refer to God as male and as female because he was the embodiment of all of that and he put it in earth both male and female to come together to be the full expression of his image so you can't fully express God without having the woman there And that woman was given a greater authority to bring forth, to reproduce. Man cannot reproduce. The woman is that chamber, that housing, that place, that abide where life is generated and life is produced. So if you want the reproduction reproductive nature of God, you want fruit, you want blessings, you want increase, well, look at this. The aspect of God that does that is the female. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to let you pause, pause on that here. Look at this. God blessed him and said to them, be fruitful in verse 28. Multiply, fill the earth, subdue it using all the vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion of the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and of every living creature that moves upon earth. It does not say upon each other. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does it say have dominion upon each other. Nope. Man does not have dominion over a woman. A woman does not have dominion over a man. Okay, they are the com- complement image of God. Together, they bring the full complementary image of God. When, just the thing that's incredible, the Lord gave this to me. Prophet Shante is having a tizzy over here, so those, you all... I hope you're having a tizzy too in your seats and where you are. A tizzy meaning a euphoric, blessed, God-saturating experience. That's what I mean when I say that. Mm -hmm. Okay. When a man looks at a woman, he sees the image of God in himself. And this is important because when you look at a woman... And you don't see her as the image of God like you are. And you don't see that she is you and you are she. That's where problems come in in our society. Because we bought into lies that someone is subhuman or substandard. No woman is subhuman to a man. No woman is substandard to a man. God made them together. Together you fulfill the full complement of who God is in the earth. God commanded blessing throughout the heavens, the earth, 
the sea. And God blessed his companions. God blessed himself. God blessed the full expression of himself in the earth through male and female. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to sit there and take out 50% of the blessing of God out of your life? When you exclude women, when you demean women, you exclude the fullness of God in your life. Males, men need a woman to be fruitful in the earth. All is anti-woman or even all is anti-man. No, we need to come together because together is where the fruitfulness come because the vessel of God that operates in the earth is unified as male and female. The woman is needed so that there could be the complete dominion, fullness, and expression of God in your purpose and in, 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 in what God has called you to do in your life. Mm -hmm. A woman is needed to fill the earth and to take advantage of its vast resources. Without a woman, man would cease to exist. Let me show you an artwork I did uh, at the end of 2022. 2023 is almost done here now, so it's almost a year old, but I want to go into it. This here, many of you might have seen it before. You frequent flyers in Live Nation may have seen this. But this, this was an artwork called Hawa, Hawa Ja. See that in there, this artwork represents the spiritual embodiment of a woman where at the very, she's like a key. If you see in the center of this image, it's like a keyhole. And that key, inside that key to life is the production of life. You see the cells and the molecules coming together. And then what happens, that woman is the womb. That womb is what the birthing center where that which is being produced in the unseen realm is released into a seen realm. And the very top part of this imagery, you will see that there are so many different souls throughout all the ages, all the colors, all the, all the aspects of the human experience come into fruition by the life of a woman. And she's there with arms open and spread. If you see in the center, horizontal portion of this image. Her arms are spread wide open as an open invitation to accept the life that comes through her, to put her arms around the life that comes through her, to bring names to the life that comes through her. So much of that is because of the power of a woman. Women have been the express queen images through all history. Matter of fact, here's an example of uh, the Queen of Sheba, an artistic depiction of her. She was so incredibly uh, wise and feminine that she impressed the wisest man who, on, who lived on earth, King Solomon. So you have to understand that women were leaders. Only do you get to the Renaissance period in the Western civilization where they had a a ungodly mandate to subject women to men. That's where that comes from. Um, a major part of where that comes from, that's when you start seeing a breakdown where women weren't in leadership. Have not been in leadership. Or they've been leadership, but they silent. Or they just a, a figurehead or don't have real power because men are dominating all the worlds, tearing up all the world. Queen of Sheba she didn't come with sores and, and destruction. She came with wisdom and exquisite questioning and communion. It was her communion 
with Solomon. Think about it. King Solomon, Queen of Sheba, two different territories coming together and everybody in the round in the kingdoms of these two individuals are watching this exchange being empowered by the gentle, respectful, and ethical exchange of leaders. Women in leadership, when you work with them in an ethical and, you know, horizontal, you know, uni- you know, just in a, a sense of equality and openness with women, you will find yourself coming forth with some of the most creative the most solution-oriented uh, projects or things in your life. Let me see that. Pass that on over. Just you keep it on there. There's an image I want to show you here as well. Another one. All right? Equals. 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 You see that? Who was that? Egyptian rulers. Egyptian rulers, females. You say, why are you talking about Egypt? Well, Egypt was in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus' life was saved by going down to Egypt, okay? Can't deny Egypt. Joseph's wife was Egyptian. Oh my gosh. Anyway. When you talk about when you talk about the rulership. There was a co-rulership that happened even within Egypt. And as you said, as you start moving out of the African continent, you start to see a breakdown of that co-rulership in other societies. So understand this, when men in leadership and women in leadership come together with a sense of openness and integrity and creativity, Oh my God, great things come forth in the earth. Now, back to my last year, we talked about AI, um, invasion of the soul snatchers. Well, the founding people of, there was no woman involved with the development of AI. It was all men. And look what's going on today because of that. Everything in AI is starting to center around the The biases, the worldview of male patriarchy. So that's another subject. We'll get back to that later on this year. Anyway, let's go back into a um, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18. I'll start there, okay? Look at this. When Adam was in the earth doing things, it says, Now the Lord said, It's not good, sufficient, satisfactory for the man should be alone. I will make him a helper. As we defined earlier, what is that helper? Help me. It means to save. All right. I'll make him a savior. Suitable, adapted, and complementary for him. And the Lord calls Adam. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam while he slept. He took one of his ribs or part of his side and close up the place with flesh. The rib or part of his side which the Lord has taken from the man, he built up and made into a woman. He brought her to the man. And Adam said, This creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. As we said earlier, the figurative nature of the rib coming out of the man was not her being subject or lesser than man and coming forth after the man or after the fact or whatsoever. God was both male and female. He created both male and female aspects of himself, put them in earth and released them at different dispensations. Personally, I think Adam was there and recognized that he could not do it <laughs> by himself. So, man, we have to understand we cannot do this life all by ourselves. You need some more power. You need someone with agreement. Even if it's not just in the context of marriage, but in the context of coexistence with humans 
as humanity. You need male and female together to work together so that we have the best solutions going forth in the earth. That fruitfulness, that multiplication, all that stuff that the Lord talks about that's going to happen in the earth through male and females, that when men and women come together and just unite and go forth, great things are bound to be released and multiply in the earth. But however, modern society, civilization of the earth, pride, ego, sin, all the other things that have proliferated throughout the earth that were not in God's original plan have put the woman in a very precarious position. I, look, I love what was expressed in the prophet Ezekiel. And let's turn to Ezekiel 16. He's one of the most, one of the most, he's one of the most dynamic orators, speakers, foretellers that I've ever seen in the scripture, prophet. And as we're turning there, I want to reiterate about, like you said, with the woman and her origin and her foundation. We know scientifically that geneticists concluded that all human beings on earth right now trace their lineage back to what is called the Eve gene or a single common female ancestor that lived around 200,000 years ago. So the science has caught up with what the scriptures already told us that our genetics confirm that we came from a single female ancestor. Go ahead. So what I'm, the point that we want to really express that God, a woman, God's superpower on earth, literally science is speaking the same thing. The only thing that's falling behind is social standards in the Western world where we continually to want to put women in the back of the bus or in a pasture seat. I applaud every woman who has cut through the thick of male chauvinism and limitations, maintained a spirit of excellence and progressiveness to move forward and understand the need to work together with men, even though many men have been limited and their knowledge and understanding of what women are really are in the earth. Prophet. And we thank God for all of the female leadership in the world that are showing us that we don't have to stay in this westernized thinking about women's progress and women's ability. You have heads of state, heads of countries, um, Chile, Liberia, Germany, Sao Tome. These are just some of the countries that have had women leading their entire government as the head. So we know that it's possible to have heads of state, heads of government leading in the world and not be involved in perpetual war. I believe the Lord is speaking to me that the next wave of leadership in the earth that will bring solutions and bring peace and bring life and wholeness is going to come through women. As it was with Queen of Sheba, so shall it be in our current generation moving forward. Women who are expressly women, not trying to be a man. <sighs> Selah. God's view of, look at Ezekiel 16, what we're saying. Um, over the course of the generation of, this, of human experience, women have been given a really horrible uh, state of being because of 
male patriarchy, especially the European base, which has dominated this entire world through colonization and other negative effects on the human race. But let's go here, Ezekiel 16, starting at verse 6. And when I passed by and saw you rolling about in your blood, I said to you in your blood, yes, live, yes. I said to you still in your native blood, live. I have caused you to multiply as the bud which grows in the field. And you increased and became tall and became full to maidenhood, that's female, and beauty. Your breasts were formed, your hair was grown, you were bare. Now I passed by you again and looked upon you. Behold, you were maturing at a time for love. And I spread my skirt over you and covered you, your bareness. Yes, I plotted my trough to you and enter into covenant with you, says the Lord, and you became mine. Then I washed you with water. Yes, I thoroughly washed away your clinging blood from you and anointed you with oil. I clothed you also with embroidered cloth and shod you with fine seal and leather, and I girded you about with fine linen and covered you with silk. I decked you also with ornaments, and I put braces upon your wrists and a chain upon your neck. And I put a ring in your nostril and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown upon your head. Thus were you decked with gold and silver. Your raiment was fine linen and silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey, and oil, and you were exceedingly beautiful, and you prospered into royal estate. You and your renown went forth among the nations for your beauty, for it was perfect through my majesty and splendor, which I have put upon you, says the Lord God. Look at how God sees a woman. He was referring to Israel, all characterized by the adornment and the resurrection and the restoration a female life. If that's not superpower to you, I can't help you. <laughs> the very God, both male and female, puts in the work to nature, to nurture, excuse me, to restore to beautify, to cover, to crown, and to declare royal establishment of that. That parable here, represented by Ezekiel, is literally what God is doing in this day and this hour. You have seen the restoration of women in their royal estate. You've seen restoration of women being clothed and clothing is not just natural clothing, but clothed with authority as a vestment, as a leadership, mm -hmm. as a crowning upon the head. Jewelry. Why are we having all these religious conversations about jewelry and attire? <laughs> as it's from the devil and God says he's putting jewelry. On people, I mean, some things are just pointless. Even, even I can't even begin to think about how low-level, weed-level thinking that's going through religious circles, belittling women and trying to put them in a place where God has not put them. Mm -hmm. A woman is the most exquisite creation of the Father. She is designed with amazing beauty. Amazing leadership, the ability to carry. If anybody knows how to grow, nurture, and carry a word, which is God's seed, it is a woman. Look at Mary. Look at, whew, whew, look at the woman at the well. One encounter with the Christ. 
One singular encounter with the Christ got her reproducing in an entire city the message of freedom and salvation. Salvation, not just in the afterlife, but salvation from destitution and low-life living. The ex There's an intense splendor upon the creation of a woman to, that she helps produce. Like I said earlier, she helps you to bring forth. My mother helped me to bring forth the vision that I had in my life without crushing. When I felt like leaving my this world, my mother helped me to get past that dark moment and see the life and the production. That's superpowering. Virtually in my personal life, every major, major, major threshold in my life that carried me into being able to produce and be fruitful and multiply has come at the auspices of a female. In education, in business, in spiritual life. So back to our original thing, God, woman, God's superpower on earth. Understand that we even, even current, look at that. Here is a current queen of Sheba. Most royal and articulate and leading. So let's go head on and understand that woman be restored. Woman be released mm -hmm. into your authority. Woman be adorned and beautified. I declare unto you today as through the power of the spirit that you be restored into fullness of your royal estate to lead, to bring forth, to be productive. All of the traumas that you've had to encounter through all the years of injustice and unrighteousness at the hands of men we pray that those shells and that fellow ground will be broken up and those scales will come off of you, off of your spirit, off of your soul. The pain and the agony that you have come that you have that has caused you to shell up or to become introverted or whatsoever it is that you had to deal with. That the Heavenly Father breaks. And chisels that off of your life. Step into your royal estate. By the power of Christ. So that. I thank you for tuning in to on today. There's so much more to what I want to share with you on this series. As being inspired by the spirit of God. And I will totally prophet Shante for any closing commentary and prayer. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the word on today. Thank God for the word and the word that has been released. And we thank God for knowing and understanding who we are as women of the most high. As he said, if anyone knows how to grow, how to nurture, how to carry a word, it is the woman. And Mary, the mother of Christ, is one of our supreme examples that we have of that. So I'm just going to pray today because the word needs to do what the word does, which is go into us, strengthen us, settle us, and empower us to continue to walk as women of authority, as women of power, as women of grace. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness today. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for the word of impact on today. Father, we thank you that each and every woman that would hear this word, hear this message, 
would know how very much you love them, would know how very much you care for them and are concerned about them and how they view themselves and how they see themselves in this current world that we live in. Father God, I pray that you would open the eyes of their understanding and not just women, Father, but open the eyes of understanding of the men who are in our society, Father, who have at some way or some point who might be in the process of demeaning or dehumanizing or devaluing women and not understanding and seeing their worth. Let those women, Father, who hear this message and those that are connected to them, help their eyes to be open to understand the worth and the value of the compliment that you have made women to be. We know that no society truly functions well unless both parts of society are functioning. And so, Father, in these places where society is out of balance, it's out of tune because of the ways in which women have been marginalized and women have been stigmatized and demonized even, Father, we pray for a revolution in the hearts and minds of those who are leading, leading nations, leading countries, leading cities, leading governments. Father, that you would bring a realignment and a renewal in their understanding of the importance and the power of women in their society, in our society and in our world. Father, we thank you for great grace to be upon women today. Father, as they make their way throughout the week, may they know and may they understand the truth of this message and let it settle in. And we know that your word will do the perfect work, that we have the responsibility to deliver the message. But Father, you said you would work with your word to perform it. And so we thank you for the messenger today. We thank you for Apostle Robert. Thank you, Father, for his heart and his desire to continue to speak up for women, to advocate for women. Um, as my husband, not just as my spiritual leader, but as my husband, I thank you for this word. Thank you, Father. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray, believe, and receive. Amen and amen. Listen, if this word has ministered to you on today or blessed you on today, Please check out our information here on the page and feel free to give into the message in the word on today. We believe the word. We believe God's message about giving into the word and we encourage you to do the same. Remember, take care of yourself. Walk in the word. Walk in the truth today and know that God is for you regardless of whatever may be happening God is for you. Take care, everyone. Be well. And most importantly, be light in Christ.